for sharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Brian. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. How's it going? It's going. (laughs) (laughs) Another hot ass week. Yeah, yeah, it's going. Climate change, what's up? (sighs) I'm sitting here in my underwear, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so am I. Everyone must know. If you were ever wondering how close we are, you couldn't tell. (laughs) Jeez. But, yeah, what are you going to do? We were just watching um, the new Netflix documentary. Every time a documentary drops, we're ready. And this one was is about Woodstock ninety nine. Wow. What a shit show. Yeah. I mm-mm. So wait. So the the Woodstock before that was sixty nine, they said, right? Nineteen sixty nine? I think so. So you were only a year old. Right, I didn't go. Was there a bunch of Woodstocks though? There I was, don't know. I don't really know I don't either. Think they so. didn't touch on that because they're mostly focusing on mm-hmm. 99 but it's about how they wanted to bring back that feeling of like love and peace and everybody <laughs> together and enjoying music and shit goes to hell well the music the lineup yeah it was definitely it was a lineup meant to get you pumped up and just the way that they had it set up but to be fair we've been to a music festival we have i I've, I've been to um i was at live aid <laughs> oh the one in philly yeah. what year was that uh, I was a teenager, but I don't remember the year offhand. I could look it up, but yeah, you know what I mean? Doesn't really matter, I guess. Yeah. And then we went to Firefly, I think, 2015, 2016? Girl, I can't give you dates. It was the year Tom Petty, Red Hot Chili mm-hmm. Peppers were mm-hmm. headlining. Um, hold on. Oh, a couple of women that we really love. Well, Alabama Shakes, mm-hmm. um, Edward Sharp, Magnetic Zeros. This yeah. was, we walked... So they had the so Firefly does it right. If you've never been to Firefly or to a music festival, so we camped, but then they also have the option to stay at a hotel, which is off site. And then there's glamping. There's different levels of camping. We right. did a tent, and you get to park your car there. So it's your car, your tent, whatever. And then when you walk inside the festival, they have all different stages. So I don't even know how many bands, so many bands, but it's over three or four days, but they release a schedule. Like you download the app, you get a schedule and you know what bands are going to be where at what time and you can plan your day out. And then it also helps not, like you said, while we were watching the Netflix documentary, it helps with the overcrowding. Yeah. Because they also had, they also had, um, well, there was a lot of trees here where, you know, the one for 1999 was on a Navy base and there were no trees. There was, there was no shade. It was, it was awful. But, you know, they had those hammocks set up and there was, you know, places where you could sit under trees yeah. and there were places to sit down and they didn't take our shit either. No, you, you know, could bring in, in water and in, snacks. Yeah. In this documentary we're watching, they took their water away from them on their way in. Yeah. That's already a bad start. <laughs> Yeah. And then they sold them everything for four drinks for four dollars a piece. So a lot of kids were like that broke was crazy. after the first meal. That was crazy. And it was crazy to hear her say that at that time a bottle of water was probably sixty five cents yeah. at the store. That's mm-hmm. so crazy to think about. But the year we went to Firefly uh, To me it's crazy that we have to pay for water to drink. Oh, I agree. <laughs> I know. Um well the year we went to Firefly it was you had to walk almost a half a mile into the back of the woods to get to this one stage and that's where they were playing all the bands that were like up and coming maybe not as well known and i we took the trip for mm-hmm. 21 pilots yeah and we walked back there and i am telling you there might have been there was less than 100 people maybe 100 people that walked over to see 21 pilots and it was so surreal to flash forward a couple of months and then they were selling out mm-hmm. the biggest stadiums we were so close. in the country. We were right there, mm-hmm. you know? And don't you remember, um, they were like crowd surfing and they had the drums out. It was, they put on such a good show and they're such a great band. It was really, Firefly was really fun. It was fun. I <laughs> left there with Poison Oak. You did. Yeah, that was the bummer. But the cool thing about that was we left a day early, so I missed... We missed Vampire Weekend, Foster yeah. the People. There was quite a few, but um, one of the families that I nannied for for a long time, right after that, got me tickets to go to Vampire Weekend. Mm-hmm. They were playing at the Man Center in Philadelphia, which that was my first time going to the Man, which is a really cool venue. 
and I ended up taking this guy that I was talking to on OkCupid. We had never met. This is okay, how far Cupid. this is how far I'm throwing it back. OkCupid, okay. So we had never met, and I didn't have anybody to go to this concert with. So I just asked him, and we went on our first date, like a blind date. We met at Chicken and Pete's on Robbins Avenue and had dinner. And then he drove us to the concert. That sounds like a great time. It was a really, really good time. I never saw him again, <laughs> but I didn't care. Right. It was like a really right. fun. You just went to a concert, had some food. Yeah, drinks. we had a blast and yeah, it was really cool. But so one was cool that the family bought me Vampire Weekend tickets because I got to see them, mm-hmm. even though I'd missed them. And two, I had never done something like that right. to just ask somebody out a blind date go to a concert like quite a commitment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) be out in public with them yeah drinking and stuff but you had a great time so i did have a great choice speaking of dating though i had a nice not so nice encounter with a guy from tinder this week and but it brought up something interesting so his opening message to me was basically like I'm fun and I have a reasonably large penis. I'm I'm probably misquoting him, but that was the introduction. And I just, I wasn't in the mood. <laughs> um, I'm PMSing. I'm a couple days out, you know, from a period. That's when all my feelings just start. Usually I can coast through and I don't have to respond to every bit of nonsense. But then there's that little, that little window of time during the month where I do. <laughs> um, so I just wasn't having it. But and one the, of the good penis guy happened to fall into that timing. Yeah, his name's Max. I oh, don't my, care. okay, Max. So Max, um, let's make it easier because I'm not called a penis guy. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we went back and forth a little bit because I was trying to understand the logic, right? So men reach out to women, um, implicating that they just want sex or trying to see if the woman is interested in just sex and. There's so many better ways to do that. Yeah, than say to, hi. Yeah, my hi. name's Max. What are you do you want to have sex? <laughs> or like, what are you looking for? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or I'm only interested in, in casual, you know, I'm not interested in connection. Right. Is that okay with you? Like, yeah. We don't have to go far. But one of the things he ended up saying was, you know, you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find a prince. I'm just another frog, Tawny. And I get that he thought that was clever, but it really pissed me off because it had me thinking, <laughs> Why do we tell girls that they have to kiss a lot of frogs before they find a prince? Like, what is this fucking implication? Where is there a prince? That's number one. But where is this implication that women are supposed to endure or tolerate nonsense until they find a man who's not full of shit or find a man who's willing to step up to the plate and treat that? I don't understand. Like, Mm. why do we have that mindset? Like, oh, well, you got to kiss a lot of frogs. How about you just don't be fucking frogs? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right right mm-hmm. absolutely what the fuck uh you know i haven't dated in so long i know i um my only experience with men is men at work and men on the train how's that work is fine yeah yeah you've also but, known them so yeah, and there's long. there's no misogyny going on i, I anyway not, I there's not no, anymore maybe yeah there's no none of that stuff <laughs> You know, it's not severe in the department that I'm in. Right. And I'm on, I'm the only woman. Um, oh, wow. I lost my train of thought. Oh, but on the train, you know, I, I see sometimes that uh, if there are no places to sit, uh, um, I have not seen a lot of men offering a woman or an older, older woman a place to sit. I will and I do. Right. You know, they can either sit with me or I will get up. Um, so that's really my only my only exposure right now. I do mean, you think, and at some stores too. Yeah, I mean, do you think that men have a responsibility to give up their seats? Like, where do you feel about? That? I don't. I don't think that anybody has a responsibility. Yeah. To give up anything to anyone else. That's fair. But for me, as a person, uh, I truly believe in common courtesy. I truly believe that if I, you know, if I see a pregnant woman, I want her to rest. I agree. I want her to be able to sit down on the train because I, I don't have that, that extra weight on me. I'm not, you know, so, or if I see an an older gentleman or someone who's using a cane or something, I want to offer them that seat, not because I feel obligated, but because it's kind. Yeah, it is kind. And yeah. I want to be kind. Yeah. And so I want I hard. want to meet kind people. 
So if I encountered, you know, someone on a train and I offered someone a seat and he didn't and then asked me, hey, you want to go out to dinner? I might not say yes. So for you, that's like a show of their character. It could be. Yeah, I can understand that. You know, I don't want to, maybe they were having a bad day or they had a sore leg or, you know, they had to poop and standing up, (laughs) they had to hold it in. Like there's so many different reasons, but that was just the best scenario I could give. Yeah, no, but I think it makes sense. Like we mentioned last week, like, do you think it's a show of someone's character if they don't put their cart back in the corral? Yes. <laughs> even even though it's something so small. It's not small. I, I agree, but it's why not don't, small? What do you? How do you feel about it? I feel I, I I always put my cart back in the corral. There are times where I will collect other carts <laughs> and push them over. One, I don't want it hitting my car. Yeah. Two, I hate trying to pull into a parking spot and there being played. a cart in there. So now I got to get out of my car and I have to move it. Three, it's expensive, and the more you lose the carts and damage the carts, the more carts they have to buy. The more carts they have to buy, they're going to raise the prices of shit. <laughs> that's so. It, that's just because you work. Do you think because you work in a department that deals with inventory and numbers like that all the time that you're constantly thinking of production and the way that it impacts um, the financial op- Im- output? Of a corporation? I think that could be part of it, but I really... Because I've never... I don't think I've ever gone down that trail. Like, well, the I more basically, parts they lose, the more they... You're absolutely I work right. on common sense. That, yeah. That's how I run. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't say that I have a lot of brain smarts, but common sense, I'm all over it. And that, to me, when I... You know, I, I'm sure I, I put carts away before I worked at Jefferson 22 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel like there's just... People don't, again, people don't realize how they affect others. Yeah. I think people assume it's small. You know, you figure it's, it's just one card or it's just... It's just one card for, for that you. family. There's a kid's book. I've probably talked about this before, but there's a kid's book called What If Everybody Did That? Mm-hmm. Um, I forget which one of my kids, like, needed it that we got it for. But, but that's basically the concept. You know, he throws his trash on the ground or he pushes his friend and it's like, what if everybody did that? What if everybody did that? You know, and it's it does it. Litter is another thing. I don't do it. That drives me. My kids don't do it. I would never. Nope. My my son, if you threw wind out of your trash out of your car, he would literally pick it up and throw it back in your car. He will. He has done it. I have witnessed it. He does not litter. My brother. (laughs) He does not litter. No, he He does does not not litter. litter. My brother (laughs) used to spend his mornings driving around to different like parks that he likes and cleaning them up because he's like what if a, a kid gets a hold of it or a dog eats something they're not supposed to have and yeah we do not litter i cannot believe that there are still people who throw shit i remember your nose. father telling you stick it in your pocket if you don't have any place to, i always to have it. bring it home where do you what's always full of trash our pockets my purse yes i clean your purse out <laughs> that's because you're going in there for my debit card yeah well see take something give something yeah clean it up a little bit yeah always yeah no i can't believe there are still people who throw trash out of their windows like food <laughs> is one thing i know you remember that your father had a big like um company metal trash can chained to <laughs> state yes. in a rental and he would change the bags every day we had to when bring people pe- it was a bus stop right in front of our house was a bus stop it was the 84 septa um yeah, you're right. He did. He had a trash can chained to that pole that's on the corner. That's so funny because I didn't remember. I wouldn't have thought about that. I remembered that. There's a lot of things I don't remember because about we him, were... but I remember the trash. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the irony. But because we were that corner property, he really did police it like he was the mayor. Well, I think he would have. He policed anything, anything like, like he was, he was the, the he mayor. He policed me like he was the mayor. Samesies. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. He mm-hmm. did have a trash can chain, and he would. He would change the bag. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I've seen it. I've but I guess him. that's where... I've seen him clean up down the river. Oh, he loved cleaning up down the yeah. river. I've some... mentioned before how he wouldn't let us play at the playground until we cleaned it up. I think I've said Litter that Litter doesn't bother some people. I guess, but when you say that, I... Like, obviously you and dad were very against littering. So that's where my brother and I got it from. But, but I guess there are people who come from homes where it's not a big deal. You know, I've talked about the house I worked in where they were eating trash eggs and had toothbrushes in their fireplaces. Yeah. So. 
And I get that everybody has their own things, but again, litter, it just, it just blows away and then it's it ends up thing, in our water. Right. You it's know, one it, thing it, if you're it, messy it at home. kill our fish and birds and, and... And if you're, if you're messy in your own space, you know, that mm-hmm. is, but the common areas, mm-hmm. right? And that even goes for living in a home. Like it's one thing what you do behind the closed door of your bedroom, mm-hmm. but the way you treat common areas, I'm sure is a problem in a lot of people's houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, did I just go off on my pet peeves? No, not at all. Oh, okay, good. Point. I don't know what conversations go on in your head, to be honest with you. So, mm, me either. <laughs> There's a lot of them. You, yeah. <laughs> did you? I remember reading, like the the internet was a buzz one time. Reading, there was an article that was released saying that some people don't have an inner monologue. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Do you have an inner monologue? I don't know. <laughs> like, would you think? Do you have a voice? Like in your head talking to you or what's your how do you (laughs) I just want to know how other people think and process things okay so what goes on for you when you have a thought or an idea a lot (laughs) do tell first of all depends on if I'm sweating or not okay right so I don't think I have a voice in my head talking to me. I do not want to ever give the impression that I hear voices. <laughs> okay. But I believe that I do talk to myself in my head. Right. You know, just like when I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. You know, sometimes Does that I have work? to. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes it wakes me up more, you know, and then I'm up, you know. But yeah, I just, I do answer questions. I feel like a lot of times I'm daydreaming. Okay. You know, or I'm reviewing something. Like the other day, I felt like I did something unprofessional, made an unprofessional comment. I came home and talked to you about it. You know what I mean? But it, it had brewed because I didn't talk to you till 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> what made you hold it in? Because I wasn't really sure. I wasn't really sure if it truly was unprofessional. And after discussing it with you, you... You brought many more things to me showing me that it was not. I didn't find it to be a big deal. And for the sake of privacy, I'll just, like, gloss over the top. If you're in an environment, you know, where someone behaves inappropriately, but there are many people who believe that they do, I don't think there's... Someone in leadership. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with validating a third party who's like, hey, this person kind of treated me the wrong way. I'm not sure if I'm, you know, feeling right about that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's like, mm, if, you, if you respond to that person, you validate them and go, yeah, you're not the only one to say that. I don't find yeah. that And that's what happened. That's what I said. Um, it was a little bit more with, with the, the person we're talking about where he was just, you know, he was feeling a little bit down on himself, you know, and right. called himself. He had been demeaned. Yeah, and he, he wasn't, called himself stupid. And I'm like, whoa. He had been demeaned by somebody in leadership and he wasn't sure if he was making too much out of it. But it wasn't his leadership. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Um, yeah. And your response to him was, oh, you're not the first one to say that about him. Mm-hmm. So I understand where you were coming from. You felt like you were out of line. Especially I felt because like I was being management. disloyal right. to my leadership team. But if you were to respond differently, wouldn't you be being unfair to an employee? I mean, he's yeah. not directly Again, he, your employee. And he wasn't my employee. But I do have a lot of employees from other departments that come to me to vent. Most times I do not give advice. But in this one... You have one, like a safe space office. I, I do. I have an office where people come to either scream and yell and curse. Right. Or to cry. Yeah. You know, or to say... Oh my God, what do I do? Take a break. You know, or take a break. I've left people in my office to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, It is a safe space. And I also bring people in because I have a second computer when they have problems. Okay. I sit them down and. We're all about a safe space. Teach teach them what to do. And, you know, a guy wanted to apply for a job. He couldn't figure it out. Come on, in. we'll 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 get you figured out. You yeah. Know? So you so, have a lot of other employees that come down just to oh yes yeah. that don't have anything to do, to with, do with your department. department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've been there a long time. You have, um, and you've worked in different departments. I have. So yeah. that helps for me. Well, this too. department in nursing. So those are the only two departments I've ever worked in there. Oh yeah, I always forget. In the middle was related to this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. But yeah, it 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 ate me up a little bit. So the, I was reviewing that in my head over and over again, and. In, in my mind, I was going to go to my VP and say, hey, 
this is what happened. And I was like, you know what? She's so logical. Well, thank <laughs> I you. decided. And, and it's not that I wouldn't tell my VP. I honestly believe he would say, oh, he said, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, from what I know about your VP, I feel like he would have also, yeah, mm-hmm. he, I feel like your VP would have handled that situation the exact same way you handled you know what? it. I think you're right. Um, because and he, probably my director as well. He performs, you know, with transparency. So I think, mm-hmm. I think that's important. And I think that's such a ma- a big theme in life right now, right? Is people get upset when you out someone or you talk about someone doing something wrong. It's like, why do you have to put the heat on them? But then why do you have to be a dick? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? That guy in question is acting inappropriately at his job. And the fact that he is in leadership makes that worse. Mm-hmm. So the guy who was, you know, upset about it, he feels like he's in the wrong as if management should be able to do whatever they want. Like it's that's such what a he weird... asked me. Is he allowed to talk to me like that? I <laughs> no, said, no one absolutely is allowed to talk not. to you like that. I said, absolutely not. But isn't not. it crazy that we live in a society where someone would have to step back and be like, hmm, is someone allowed to, you know, be mean to me, mm-hmm. be rude to me? Mm-hmm. And no, and I wanted to remind him of that. They're not. This is a working environment. It is not okay. You know, no one gets to yell at you. No one gets to curse at you. I bet there's so many jobs, though, especially not, not the tides are just mm-mm. are turning. But I can only imagine the way it was, the way people used to be. Oh, I can tell to. you the manager before me. Oh, oh, I remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And do you think it was a different? So you work in a department where all of your direct employees are men. Yeah. The the and then all of my all of my customers are men. Customers are men. All my truck drivers are men. You're the two people above you are men. Yes. So prior to I'm the only female manager in the role in 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 Center City. Yeah. So prior to you, there was a man in your role. Do you think that there was at all a dynamic shift when you took over? Like with the idea of a woman replacing a man? I scared the shit out of them. You think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I know. I experienced it. Yeah. I see the change. Like what are some, what's some pushback if you feel comfortable? Like what's some pushback you experience and you could tell like this is because I'm a woman. If this was a man, you would not be doing this to me. Oh, that, that can happen on a regular and it never, never came I didn't realize that. It was one of my leads who told me, absolutely not. If you were a man, he would never talk to you like that. Okay. He does not. It's not okay. So you were in a position of most where you didn't realize right. that what was happening wasn't okay in that setting. Right. I didn't, yeah, it didn't occur to me that, you know, the loading docks, that's what I do. Yeah. And, you know, it's loud and it's this and it's that. And it didn't occur to me, you know, but... There was a while where I matched his energy. You want you want to step in my face and yell at me? Right. Six foot four? Oh fuck that. Really? Yeah. That First of all, scary. You could lose an account. Yes. Because you can't get into this place without, without me. Yeah. You can't. You can't. No, that's true. And I manage all of them in Center City. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I just lost my train of thought again. We're talking about the dynamic shift of a woman oh, taking over a man's role. Yeah, and it, being it would, in a man's world i guess and for I lack of better terminology it also was a dynamic shift for the employees because i came in from a completely different part department with different skills than the guy had prior to me because yeah. he started there do you know what i mean and then we got a new director and i got placed in that role you know i applied i got it mm-hmm. I, I didn't think i was going to because all of the other men that did but then you know now my employees have to do so much more. They they do Excel spreadsheets. They do Word documents. They send reports. You know, they contact vendors. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so, so much. much going they're, on. they're amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I literally, I do not know what I would do without the team that I have. I yeah. have adults that work for me. You know, <laughs> people are like, oh, helpful. man, this or this. And I'm like, I don't, like, oh, you do about babysitting. I'm like, I don't babysit. If I have to babysit you, I don't need you. Right. I can't babysit you. You're driving a truck. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're working four blocks from me. You know, I walk down and see you, but I can't babysit. Um, but that was the biggest shift, I think, was that a woman was coming in and making them do more work. And it, it and it is, a, it's, I want you to but earn not, your salary. Yeah, I'm not, but that's the thing. I want you I'm to earn. I'm not making you do mm-hmm. more work. I'm, I'm just, holding you accountable. I'm making you do your job. Well, I am. I, I am. And 
we are growing. Electronics were coming in. They had never used electronics before. They didn't That's even. Hard, yeah. They just worked on a computer on one single. And now they have like handhelds and shit. Oh, they have handhelds, but they're amazing at it. Yeah. And but at first it has to be so intimidating. But it brought out. It really brought out the skills of these men. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you really can do this. I'm sure, especially for a lot of like men in those positions that work for you. They've been in their roles for so long. Like, I was just thinking while you were talking, you've been in your role that you're in now since I was 12, right? Well, I've been there since 2000. I've been in this role since September. Oh, you've been at Jefferson since I was 12. Yes, I've been in this role since September of 2012. 2012, so Mm -hmm. 10 years in Mm -hmm. this role. I mean, but even so. The only reason why I can remember my start date was the 24th is because a piece of medical equipment ended up being lost and everybody was coming to me for it. It came in the week before Before. I started my job, (laughs) but I ended up finding it three months later, but my department had to pay it out, but they found it in the hospital three months later and I never got an apology, nothing, but I'm glad that they found it, but But that I'll always remember that date. But even being in the role you're in now for 10 years, like we talk all the time about how much we change in relationships and how hard it is to maintain friendships and relationships as we're growing as people and we eventually become completely different people than we were. And then like something for you, that's not a job that you necessarily trained and went to school for. You kind of fell into a role that was kind of built around your skill set and it, like, it, it worked out for mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But so many people... I guess where I'm getting at is I find it so interesting that we expect people to make a decision about the rest of their lives as far as their career at such a young age when like me now at 34 versus who I was at 17 filling out those applications for college like what the fuck and had I gotten into those roles I don't even know obviously it would have changed the complete course of my life but things that I wouldn't even be interested in doing anymore yeah Especially as society changes. I mean, my whole childhood, I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah, I remember that. And that... But there was a teacher who just pulled so much negativity. I remember you went on a vacation. You went to North Carolina or South Carolina with the neighbor. Well, she was already down there. I went down there and visited for like a week. Um, And I think there was an aunt or something who... You were discussing it, and I think she... You came back and you're like, I was talking to so-so, and she didn't have like a lot of good things to say, and... I think that was a part of your decision making. About what? Not wanting to be a teacher. I think you might be. I'm not remembering completely. I can't oh, even believe I remember that. That her aunt was a teacher. Now it's coming back to me. I think it was a lot of things. But yeah. I mean, in the big scope of things, I got to teach in my own way. You, you did? know, being a nanny was equivalent to being a, an infant, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. teacher and then a toddler mm-hmm. teacher, elementary mm-hmm. school teacher. I got to kind of. Um, like, do all of it, yeah, in a sense. But I would have never guessed that, you know? If, if someone would have said, like, oh, what are, what are you going to spend your 20s doing? Right. I wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm going to be a nanny. Oh, yeah, I never would have imagined um, when I was younger that I'd be in the role now. You know, when I worked in nursing, I could see that because I started out doing, you know, working in doctor's offices when I was young. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's... What's, Do you remember, like, as a child, what you wanted to be? What was your, when I grow up? Um... I probably wanted to be like a dump truck driver. I was really into matchbox cars. You're still into trucks. I am into trucks. I really was into trucks and cars. I had my own cases of matchbox cars. I could sit outside in the dirt and play with them. Um, I was a tomboy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I could still feel myself. I I do believe I'm still a little bit of a tomboy. I love getting dirty. I love, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're just a little bit of a person who has an interest in cars. Well, there we go. That's better way to word it. When I was little, they they worded it that. Oh, oh, I remember remember being called a tomboy as well. But Mm -hmm. I just think, like, why? You know what I mean? That doesn't... There's nothing about playing with cars and trucks or mm-hmm, sitting in the mm-hmm. dirt that makes you more masculine than right. you are. You know what I, I think mean? I just learned how oh, to no, I'm, and I'm be not... independent and played off by myself. Exactly. Yeah. And you had all those brothers and sisters. And yeah. I'm like, who cares? Like, I don't want to be around any of you. <laughs> um, but it doesn't make you any more... Like, it doesn't make you masculine. Right, right, right. But I think yeah. we kind of apply that scope to children. Even I never understood how with little boys, they don't let them 
or not they don't let them, but a lot of people don't want their sons to, like, play with dolls or play with little kitchens. But don't you want them to be good fathers and Yeah, I believe that uh, Daddy pulled that, too. And but He, would, had, he would pick and choose, We though. had my buddy at the time. Oh, my sister. buddy and kid sister. So that were was a favorites. good time. It was a it was a great timing for it to come out because it, my it was buddy, less of a deal to deal with because I was buying him a boy doll. So my buddy and kid sister, if you don't know, they were these two dolls. They were a, a brother and a sister. Like that was the whole idea. But there was a boy doll and a girl doll, and they were big. They right? Were big. They were like two feet. Like they were as big as us. And they had, like, the Cabbage Patch-type hair and little hats and stuff. Yeah, and you could dress them and stuff. And yeah, and my bro- we each had one. And you each loved them. I just posted... I recently posted a picture of my brother and I on Instagram from... We were little kids in our, our first house we lived in. And I'm pretty sure we're in um, Kid Sister and my buddy pajamas yeah, i couldn't get the words out but i'm pretty sure if i look at the picture again those are the pajamas so not only did we have the dolls we had the pajamas that just goes to show where the obsession was at yeah i'm going through a lot right now with you know thinking about the past i mean i'm watching all of these videos you know on tiktok and going you know back in time and all of these laws and you know, and things that everyone's changing about abortion and stuff. And I'm seeing like the way people are the mean, like how mean, mean, cruel. It's interesting to me that we pretend too that this is new, that people weren't always mean and cruel. But, and, and, and I'm having a hard time, you know, separating when I hear Men say, what are you going to do when men stop protecting women? And you're like, who were you protecting me from? Other men. Other men. <laughs> how, how, how ironic. Yeah, no, I know. You know what's been killing me? So it's funny you bring up the, the, the generations, the time change, right? Um, one thing that has been really wild for me to go back and, and dig back into has been the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal. Holy shit. Um, I remember as a child in the 90s, she's a whore, she's a slut, she ruined a marriage, she tried to ruin his career, what a gold digger. I remember hearing and absorbing all these things, and I'm like, wow, don't be that, like, don't be a Monica, you know? Yeah, yeah. And now I'm in my 30s, I've had a lot of experiences, I've been in a lot of relationships, and I'm looking back, and of course I've taken in content, I've watched documentaries on both sides, and holy fucking shit what people did to her. She was 22 years old, and he was the most powerful man in the world. And then people want to throw back, like, he wasn't her first married man. Yeah, the other married man that she was in a relationship with had been her high school teacher. And he waited until she turned 18. Like, that's also predatory. But how come it's always, that wasn't her first married man, and it's never, Bill Clinton had a lot of other affairs. Not only that, but you are the most powerful man. And he was her boss. Exactly. Can you imagine? And who would want to lose their job? Exactly. You know I mean, I don't, not I don't, even her job. I don't even remember the whole story. Not like, even I, her job, her dream. Yeah, and I she believe was an she was in shamed and just... Shamed. And if you watch, so impeachment, if you watch impeachment, which was done by FX, and of course, these are done for entertainment, so you have to watch them with a, with a grain of salt. But mm. um, the way they presented it was that... Once they once this scandal broke, they found her and they locked her in a hotel room. They wouldn't let her speak to her parents. They wouldn't let her get a I lawyer. That. You saw that some of that left me. Um, and that was just brutal. It was hard to and watch for kept, a lot of reasons. They kept trying to coerce her and coerce her. They were just like beating the things into her and kept FBI putting her on the phone and, and keep putting her on the phone. To watch that is unnerving for a lot of reasons. One, the fact that they felt like it was okay for that many grown men to have a woman alone in a hotel room. To not allow her to call her lawyer. This is the fucking FBI. This is the highest, you know, in the land. And why wouldn't you be terrified? And then for anyone to be able to say that anything she did under that distress holds weight is crazy. And then when she wrote her book and she says, you know, I did want to sleep with him. I was in love with him. And people think that that makes her the villain. It doesn't. Again, like we're talking about Chloe and Tristan. Are we really going to sit here and pretend that none of us have ever been... She's in love and he gets his dick sucked. Like none of us have ever been manipulated oh god and then the more power you add to a person the easier it is for them to manipulate you and especially Mm -hmm. if you're a woman now remember for the 90s she was fat right 
you know, because mm-hmm. she was, she had a full figure. So mm-hmm. for the 90s, people were, that was another thing they threw about that she's not even attractive, which by the fucking way, the narrative that you have to be attractive to be like assaulted or manipulated is so, that's a whole other thing. But how people say like, oh, she's not even attractive enough. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't rape her. She's not attractive. Like, that's not the way it fucking Fuck works. We all fucking know who said that. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, um, so they, they, the way they spoke about her and the way they spoke about her body, but you also have to consider the place that she must have been in mentally coming off a relationship with another married man where she was just completely destroyed emotionally. She probably already doesn't feel great about her body. Now she's in the fucking White House. She's working on her dream. And, like, let's not, like, it's fucking, it's Bill fucking Clinton. Mm-hmm. We're going to sit back and act like he wasn't not only a president, but a sex symbol to so many. Like, there are so many women that I'm sure were fucking salivating every time he got on the TV. But we're right. going to pretend that Monica, like, the whole thing is crazy. But I and, remember And you know what, it. though? And he's not the only president. You know, there are, I'm sure there are a lot of presidents that women salivated off. And had affairs with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no fucking way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I haven't, well, we all, I've talked about before on the po- the podcast that I haven't gotten so much into the political side of things until the last couple of years. So following big political scandals wasn't, you know, really my jam. And I know we know Bill Clinton cheated and JFK was like a playboy. But outside of that, well, I'm probably trump but outside of that we don't really know ill my bad lauren bobert would probably sleep with him i know you you were about to say who would even but lauren bobert probably would no i did i couldn't say who would even because i already know women that did there's one married to him (laughs) you know and his his poor ex-wife on the golf course you know what i'm saying my bad no my bad but it's so interesting we've come such a long way and i think the light is really starting to be shown on the misogyny and men are pissed. I started walking out of my way to the train. I'm going down a different flight of steps because there's a crowd of construction workers that take this train at the same time. But the the train side I go down, they started collectively standing at the bottom of the steps and sitting on the steps. So you have to ask or so say, excuse me to get down a flight of steps to catch your train and there's like eight or nine men and it doesn't even feel comfortable for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I literally, one time I said, excuse me. And it, it felt was, like you were in their way. I, yeah. <laughs> you were yeah. inconveniencing them. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it, it made me feel like, you know what? First of all, I shouldn't have to ask you to move. Not it, on the public common, train steps. It, it's common back courtesy. Back to the common courtesy. You know what I mean? So it is worth it for me to walk all the... Now, I have to walk back that way to catch my train because I sit in that car. So when I get off at my stop, it's right there at that door. So I still... But now they can see that I'm there. And I know the thing go, oh, shit, she doesn't worry. You know, maybe mm-hmm. they don't even notice. Maybe they're they didn't probably. even realize that they're blocking people. But it's just rude it is rude it is rude it is rude and because it's, there are benches in the train station and it's unfortunate though that you do feel uncomfortable yeah. you know but that's that's a gut instinct mm-hmm. too and it could be completely nothing they could never even say a word to you but that's not the point i mm-hmm. think so many women have been in situations where they didn't feel afraid and then found out real quick that they should have mm-hmm. and now you have this guard and mm-hmm. It's wild to me that there's women. It's there not are women even that out I'm there. afraid. No, but on. Um, it's not even that I'm afraid to like when I'm walking right. through. That it's just more like, uh, like, ew. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think it's probably. Do you think maybe it's just because you find the behavior rude? Like it's yes. inconsiderate behavior. Yes. So that exudes an, an ew. It's not That's as it. if you're feeling like they might be a danger to you. Not it's just at all. Like, Absolutely not. You're just so rude and thoughtless. It, it could be their age. They're younger. It annoys me. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just It's just rude. I get that. You know what I mean? It, it It's it's a wide set of steps. Like yeah. You don't have four to Four adults off. could stand next to each other. You know what I mean? Side by side. But... You're taking up the whole thing. Yeah. Nobody for what should reason? exactly. Nobody should have to ask you to move to move so they can get to the train. Yeah. No, that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's. I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the little common courtesies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have little, you know, talky talk as you walk by. So 
You know what? I saw a tweet that I thought was so crazy, but it was like the fact that more women talk about getting catcalled when they're underage. And that's so true to me. I was thinking about that. I'm like, hmm. When I was a teenager, so many times, men screaming out their windows, screaming when you walk by. I remember my cousin Courtney all the time and Courtney developed much quicker than I did mm-hmm. and but she didn't want that kind of attention like that wasn't that wasn't her deal you know um and I don't want that kind of attention nobody really does. somebody who's cat calling is not someone I'm interested in right Do you know I mean again you it's can just... come up and start a conversation with me that's right. the equivalent to going on tinder and going hey my dick's reasonably big yeah whistling at me <laughs> is not going to get my attention no. I know one whistle and if I heard that I know I'm not turning doesn't around. Your, your blood runs cold, doesn't it? My mm-hmm. dad, when we were kids, my dad has a whistle. And yeah, he, he would whistle for us to come home. Not a whistle. He literally has his own. His like, own whistle. In, yeah, built in. <laughs> built into his body. Um, my brother. Can, so does your brother. My brother can do it perfectly. <laughs> uh, I, and I hate it. Yeah, I hate it. My dad used to whistle for us to come home. He would whistle for all. Yeah, like we were whistle fucking, for the dog. We were the dog, I think. Oh. I don't know. Let me hear you bark. <laughs> bitch where let me hear your best bark bitch where let me hear your growl I can't even whistle now that we, remember the other day I tried do it <sighs> oh that was, the, that was the best Go I've hurt. done you've been practicing that's cause I'm Go. here to perform that's for the people do that look at you I swear there was just hot air coming out the other day I, this is the best I've ever done this mm-hmm. is this shows that if I have an audience I'm I can do anything I'm proud of you I can do anything I'm proud of you next week I sing okay psych no no <laughs> Yeah, the, the the Monica Lewinsky thing's been eating me up. And I guess it's been more prevalent because it's it's firing off on Twitter. I don't even, I don't know. She had reached out to Beyonce, I guess, trying to get a lyric change. So now people are like, Monica Lewinsky out here trying to get attention. And I'm like, and, and saying mean things. And I just have to rethink it. And then I see all these people who don't have any sense. And it annoys me. <laughs> So the same should happen to Pamela Anderson and, and for so me, many women for me, my one comment for that is women traders are the worst. Doesn't it? Yes. Women traders are the worst who just find a folk, find one thing and they focus on it and they beat that girl down. Leave her alone. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it happens to you, mm-hmm. I honestly cannot wrap my head around the fact that there are women, and if this offends you, oh well, that there are women who are against abortion. Like, I truly cannot in my brain understand, especially if you have any knowledge of science or medicine, I cannot, I just can't understand it. I can't be okay with it. It it makes me a different kind of man. <laughs> like, these so, women who... Yeah, and... and- I mean, I can't say this for everybody, but for me, you know, when it's coming from a Christian value and I know I, I have no, I mean, no disrespect to to Christians, but the radical Christians, it's the radical, yeah, Christians who were saying, you know, it's life and it's the Bible. That's not fair. Your Bible means nothing to me. Yeah. Your God is not my God. There's no way. There's no way I would believe in someone who believes in so much hate. Do you it's know just, what I mean? I just can't. So, oh, it just, it annoys I cringe. I cringe every time. Know. And, you know, when they're like, oh, even women, you should keep your legs closed. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Absolutely. I think fuck we off. talked about this on the podcast already. I'm sure we have, and I'm sure we'll talk about it a million times, yeah. and I don't care. I yeah. will continue to talk about misogyny. Absolutely. I will continue to talk about being pro abortion. Absolutely. I will continue to talk about women being traitors i'll talk about all that shit i don't i don't you know it is what it is the truth it is the truth it is the truth um it can just be really triggering like everyone already knows how i feel about amber heard and the way she was treated and now it just hurts me that we're still in i I even have friends of mine i try to have conversations with and they're like well things seem equally as bad for men and women and i'm like in what world in what world Mm -mm. And then even Mm-mm. being online trying to date, I think, even makes it worse. And I have guy friends who are online also trying to date women. And the shit that I'm dealing with, the way I'm being spoken to, is not what my guy friends are encountering. Right. So to say that that is equal, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's 
rough and it's disappointing. The reason is I know there are good men. Exactly. I know there are mm-hmm. sweet men. I know there are considerate men. I know there are men who are not going to call me names and put their hands on me. There are honest men. There are, there are men, men who are going to cheat. They're going to show all up on time. Know, yeah. They're going to answer their my phone calls. They're going to be honest with me. Like I know that. So the fact that there's so many shitty ones is really disappointing. And mm-hmm. then to see men that you kind of feel good about defending shitty ones, like, it, it's a spiral. It's really difficult. And I can't imagine. I'm just so glad I'm not, like, all these women who were in marriages and then found out that them and their husbands completely disagree about abortion or completely disagree oh. about politics. I can't imagine living in a house like that, that kind of pressure. Like, would you leave, if you were st- if you were in a happy, yes. yeah, if you were in a happy marriage and you found out that you guys did not agree on abortion and politics, you'd be out. Yeah. 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 I feel like I would But too. you know what? I probably would have known that prior. I would hope so. Do you know what I mean? I feel like these women were like, oh my God, I had I'm no shocked. idea. Well, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Wait, this, so I listen sometimes. I haven't in a long time because they really fucking annoy me. Everyone knows I love Teen Mom. I love Cal Lowry from Teen Mom. I do. But she has a podcast with Lindsay Chrisley and I can't fucking stand Lindsay Chrisley. Okay. Um, it is what it is. But today, Lindsay made a comment. So Lindsay got married when she was 19 years old to a guy she met in college. And they, their relationship escalated pretty quickly. They got married pretty fast, moved mm-hmm. in together. Fine. Um, she says that that might be the reason that her father had so much resentment against her husband. Because he kind of quickened her process of moving out marriage. All of that Understood. makes sense to me. But then she goes on to say, like... It's unfair that we get into relationships and then don't get to end up with these people. And why aren't people having financial discussions? Why aren't people asking about children? Why aren't people talking about discipline? And it's like, bitch, use your fucking brain because you're not supposed to be getting married at 19. I know. You're not supposed to be meeting somebody in college and going, okay, this is the one. Like, Mm -hmm. it, it pisses me off so much because I hate when people who are going through divorces or, you know, their brains are turning the fuck on later in life and they're like getting out of their relationships or realizing that they're not supposed to be treated certain ways. And they're like, well, why didn't anybody tell us? Well, like, and you bitch, know, what do you it, mean? it is because when you're little, it's like, oh my God, you're going to grow up to be a great wife and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. You know, you, because they put so much value about being married. And why? I think it's so interesting. I've, I've been so much, I've been married twice. Okay. And I know it. I, you know, first of all, trying to remember the good times I was much too young. I was hard too. so young. But also but you get to a point where in relationships like yours, the bad times outweigh the good. Absolutely. So what is there to focus on? Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing is that we shouldn't be weighing bad times and good times. Like it should be generally good times. You mm-hmm. should just be living mm-hmm. a good life with mm-hmm. your spouse and you shouldn't be getting into little petty arguments and you shouldn't be being mean to each other or whatever. But we're so conditioned to believe, again, back to the kissing frogs, we're so conditioned to believe that you're supposed to endure a certain amount of pain before you get a happy ending. Right. And it's like, you could just be creating your happy endings. And I've said before, I wish somebody would have told me that. So I didn't spend so much of my 20s Talk thinking about, I was supposed to date or find someone. Speaking of pain, because you brought it up in, in marriages, and I'm not sure what state it is, but I definitely will get the information for the next episode. There is a state right now if you're pregnant in a domestic relationship, a marriage, you can't get fucking divorced. You See, can't get divorced while you're pregnant in this state. Yeah, I don't understand. Even if you're in a domestic violence relationship. Yeah. What the hell? That's why I don't understand how people can say that being Let's against Let's see abortion. the crime rate of women go up immediately. I, you know what I mean? Like killing I, I just can't i can't see it I'm, I'm sick over it that's why i don't understand when people say that being against abortion is about babies it's not it, it brings so much danger and trauma to women for from so many different walks of life i there's so many people who aren't considering you know what if you're in a relationship with someone who's violent and they don't want you to get pregnant and then you do oh yeah you know i know i know more than one woman they will beat that baby out of you i know more than one woman who was violently assaulted while she was pregnant because the father of that baby did not want that baby to exist do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and some of them were successful Mm -hmm. more than one yeah and that is scary yeah but but again that's why that's where i come back to like how can we act like men aren't scary and bad (laughs) right right and i feel like people act as if they talk about it that you're putting a blanket over it and again it's not all men right 
but it's not looking good. I know. It's, it's not, not looking good. You know, and just why we're on the subject real quick, because I really don't know all of the states, you know what I mean, that people, people are in, but learn your laws. Honestly, learn your laws and vote in November and truly, truly think about the side of history that you're going to be on. Yeah, if you're... You know what I mean? Like, if it, you're in a... Um, if you're in a red state, be careful. <laughs> if you're in a same-sex relationship and yeah. you guys have children and those children are not biologically yours or they're not biologically your partners, you might want to consider... And you're not married. You might want to consider... Um, you know, filing for custody of absolutely, those children. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the same if you are in interracial relationships and you do not have a legal tie to that child. It's really, you yeah, should it, probably they, consider that. The manipulation that can go on with this, the, the, the types of families and things that can get ripped apart with the way that they're changing everything is, it's awful. I think a lot of people too just don't realize and you only know because... You had an experience when I was a baby that you learned that um, in you, the, you don't have custody of your child. Just in the state you, of Pennsylvania. Right. I don't know what other states are, but I learned quickly that in the state of Pennsylvania, when you give birth, nobody has custody. The state does. Right. So even even being married, right. because I was married. Home. You were married and taking mm -hmm. your child home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it turned out that possessions nine-tenths of the law even when it comes to fucking humans in in pennsylvania and virginia I, okay yeah yes you're absolutely right <laughs> and virginia yeah, yeah, you're and, right. at least at that time yeah but i just think that's that, a long story though that is a long story <laughs> that's some fucking tea um and it's boiling but oh, i forgot what i was gonna say because i'm talking shit <laughs> but I, I i think so many people don't know that i think custody is something that people need to be more educated about. I think, especially in Pennsylvania, like custody and support are not the same. It's not mm -mm. the same court. It doesn't mm -mm. go through the same shit. Mm -mm. I, there's so, I also have... And it goes by the days you have. It goes by the amount of days you have a month. If it's, right. equal, if it's equal custody in PA, generally... So you have a 50-50 split. Right. They, but they do go by your income. Right. And because I had a bigger income... You know yeah. what I mean? We already talked about this whole thing with, you know, being union and being a contractor. And being able to kind of evade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a friend now who's in a shitty position um, being kind of blackmailed by his ex. And she's basically putting it on him that even if she allows him to have fifth, allows him. It's such bullshit. And here, this is proof. This is proof that it's not, I'm not only about the women. Um, if she allows him to have 50-50 she still needs her she support. She still needs support because he's basically funding her home. But he also has his own whole ass home. And he also has his kids on his time, which she has never been easy. I've known him for a long time. She has never been easy to deal with. And and she's detrimental to the children's mental and emotional health. So there's like a lot of layers to it. And I was trying to kind of it talk to him. because not his responsibility. Exactly. And I feel like he thinks that... He has to go buy this, that it's his. And I'm like, it is not this. your responsibility. I did this. To take care of her. And I feel like this happened. This probably mm -hmm. happens to so many people who go mm -hmm. through breakups. Mm -mm. And then I funded so much for my ex for so long. Car insurance, groceries. This is not his responsibility. And I know that you don't want to put the mother of your children out. But guess what? I know this scenario you're talking about. It was all fine and dandy when she had a man. Listen, but it My sounds man. to me that if she can't afford her home, then she is not the best choice for primary custodial parent. Correct. It sounds to me like his children should be with him more because she can't provide for them. Yeah. But he's so afraid. Do you know what I mean? He's afraid to challenge her. He's afraid to challenge the system. Anyone who's been in the system knows that it fucking sucks. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It sucks. It sucks to deal with. It sucks to go through. And it's not Asking fair. Asking for 50-50 custody is not challenging the system. I don't think so either. It is your right. Yeah. It is your right as a parent to request 50-50 custody. Now, sustaining that 50-50 custody is a whole other picture. Yeah. A lot of people go in for it. You know what I mean? But not everybody keeps up with it. Some people don't release the children, things like that. But, I mean, I've, I've been through You've that. You've been through all yeah, that. I'm sure there's a million people going through that. But it's awful. in this scenario, I can't feel bad for her. Yeah. I can't. No, I know. I agree. It's just, it's all so hard. 
splitting time. It's a shame that people, so many people find themselves in situations where they're not with the partner. But then again, I think if we stop putting so much pressure on the idea of a nuclear family and we realize that families can look like anything and parents can be single and women can live together as friends and raise their children together, men can raise their children. Like it, I think if we took out that whole, like you have to find your person and you have to have biological children and you have to stay together forever. I think if we really lifted some of that pressure, so many people would find themselves in happier situations. Yeah, I want to circle back to the woman, the the ex-wife. I don't want to take away from single mothers. No, of course not. You know, and give the impression that they should not be helped. Um, but it is because it, it, the timing of her ending that relationship. She's not working. Yeah, and it right. And if you needed, she's not working, and all of her children are in school full time. Like exactly. it's not so right. And that's where. Enough. He, he'd be truly foolish. Never complain again if you do that. Right. Never. I don't want to hear him. Oh, I know. Nothing I out of your mouth. I know. I gave him You shit. step into a situation <laughs> like that and then you start complaining. You should have thought about but it. But it's a shame. But you know who's going to lose? The kids. But it's a, sh- it's a shame, right? Like you've been in those situations. You're like you've been completely manipulated by daddy. Like he, he made a promise to you regarding, you know, it was mostly about my brother because I was a separate entity. But like re- regarding my brother and then he wouldn't follow through anyway. He didn't you follow know? through on anything. And you, in those moments, all you really want is just the best for your child and you will bend and bend and bend. The good parent will, like you will bend anywhere. And then unfortunately in so many cases, it ends up hurting the child anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I mean, it, as far the as the manipulative like, parent gets their way mm-hmm. and then the child suffers at the hands it's of It's funny, you, you were talking about that. I just watched a court case where there was a mother you know, and she's like, he's not, he doesn't, he's not giving me the child support. And she's, you know, and they went back for child support and he's trying to decrease it. You know, I don't want to pay you as much. Right. And she's like, I don't have any, I don't work. And she's like, you're a stay at home mom. And how old your child? The judge says, she's like 11. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you don't have a job? No. She's like, do you want to work? No. Why should I? I want him to fund me. Yeah. See, like, that no way. shit I don't understand. Right. It's one thing if you guys are together in a relationship and you've made that decision oh, that one of you is going to be home. But sure. once that relationship ends, and then as a mother, I mean, I know from having you as a mother, like you would have went and rang the register at McDonald's if you had to, you know? Yeah. Like whatever. I thought about it, but then I wasn't sure if I wouldn't have been eaten. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, <laughs> no, you're right. I, I would have I taken any job. No, I mean, but the women in my life that I know, like they would have done anything. Like if they were in the situations that you were in, like you did, you did anything. You know what else? I'll end with a pet peeve. You know what bothers me? What? It bothers me when married women or women that have completely involved fathers, like if the husband goes away for a weekend or something, they're like, single mom for the weekend. Like, no, the fuck you're not. No. no the fuck you're not. Like, stop trying to take a title. Like, it might sound so silly. Single mom for the weekend. No. no. You, your husband went away. Your husband's on vacation. Yeah. Because if you were a single mom, his paycheck would be fucking gone. You know, all the help that Absolutely. he gave you during the week would be fucking gone. The extra person to drive kids around would be gone. Like, no. Don't call yourself a fucking single mom for the weekend. Somebody like, take out the trash. My mom was a single mom. Oh, I was a single mom. <laughs> you know what I, I mean? I definitely was a single mom. And I'm sure there's other people who feel the same if they've watched their parent struggle mm-hmm. on so many different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, and then especially in my situation where I've never gone without. You know, right. even though I knew... It was your brain was probably fried trying to think of ways to do it. I do not know how it happened. We never went without, you know. So I'm sure so many other people can see that. So it like it bothers me so much. I'm like, don't fucking call yourself a single mom. Like, you're a mom with a full ass husband (laughs) who's golfing for 48 hours. Like, chill. That's funny shit. I know. Are we wrapping this up? Yeah, it's hot. I want to. I want to do one more thing. Go ahead. All right. I want you to whistle again. It'd be great if when I listen, play this back, you can't hear any of my whistles. Like, I'm going to leave here thinking, I whistled three fucking times. And then I'm going to hear the episode and be like, you just hear, like, I'm blowing on, like, I'm blowing on food. If you could have seen your face. (laughs) My blowing face. (laughs) All right, girl, I am sweating. It's hot. We turn the air off in here because it's a little too loud. We got to upgrade this studio. Yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah, absolutely. As usual, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for tuning in. We're so happy you're here. Belgium, where are you? I haven't heard from you. (laughs) Make sure you subscribe, download, and review. Wait, how can Belgium reach me? How can any of our... Well, we Is this a silly question? No. I mean, it, maybe because you're, like, part of this team. So for you to be asking, maybe it's silly to the other people. 
Um, or maybe all it's I do right now is talk. Maybe it's scripted. Maybe we plan this. Mm. Um, we do have an Instagram at KeepOverSharing. We also have a TikTok at KeepOverSharing. We are on Twitter, but I haven't tweeted from that one alone. I'm too busy on my own Twitter. You can find, I'm Tawny. Oh, I'm on Twitter too. Oh, no, 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 not on that one. Oh, I'm Tawny Folk on everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm mm-hmm. pretty findable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I go on Instagram. I talk the same shit on my social media that I talk here. So mm. it is what it is. Mm. If you're into it, cool. Okay. I'm just trying to figure out. I How really, I, I truly do want to know who's listening in Belgium. I feel you. I want to be able to hear their voice. <laughs> I want to know about their life. Yeah, like what parts they like. Yeah, yeah I want to know about, the about their favorite thing about where they live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I've never been there, so take Well, there's me a there. lot of places you've never been that right. people are but listening. this, I'm just so enlightened right now. I just, it seems like the person the furthest away. And then, once I hear from Belgium, I'm going to try to work well, my Belgium way back. Well, Belgium isn't even the furthest away. That's Damn it! But it's okay, you can get Let me it. pull that map back up. Geography is not my jam. Oh, I don't know where anything is. Anyway. Anyway. Bye. Thank you. Bye.